You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Praise God, amen. Today is, a, as I said earlier, it's Palm Sunday, and it's a busy week for the church, amen. They, I call it Holy Week, amen, and so it's a, a week of celebration, amen, uh, as they started the Passover celebrating their, their great exodus from Egypt. And so Palm Sunday, man, we, we ask that you come and join us on Good Friday. We'll be here on Good Friday, man, a, a small message, amen. Uh, uh, we're going to take partake in communion and just worship the Lord, amen, and, uh, and, uh, and to celebrate, amen, uh, what he's done for us. Of course, uh, next Sunday, a week from the day, is Easter Sunday, which is Resurrection Sunday, uh, the day that he rose from the dead, amen, and we celebrate, amen, that. And so uh, we pray that you be part of each one of those services, amen, invite people, amen, people seem to want to come out during this time of year, amen, I, you know, so invite somebody, amen, somebody may be looking for a church, uh, somewhere they can go to worship, and if, they, if, they, if you go to a place, they'll feel more comfortable than going to a place that they don't know, amen, and so invite people, turn to somebody and say, invite someone, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hey, son, can you put this down just a tad on the main, thank you, amen, praise the Lord, test one. To Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to turn to the book of Mark, chapter 11. I'll go ahead and read a, a passage of scripture, Mark 11. I'm going to be reading 1 to 10. As Brother Garrett needs glasses, i got to break down and wear mine now. I'm in. Praise the Lord. It's getting hard to see. Amen. I can't see nothing. Like right now, I go like this, I can't see you guys. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I can see you out. I just can't see close sometimes. And so, uh, Huh? No, they're not as cool as yours, bro. <laughs> I won't even compete with that. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just want to read. That's all. I don't want to look cool. I just want to read. Amen. Praise the Lord. But Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. And the word of God goes like this. As they approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives. And Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you'll find a coat tied there which no one has ever written. Untie it and bring it here. Somebody say, bring it here. If anyone asks you, what are you doing this for? Say, the Lord needs it, and he'll send it back here shortly. They went and found a coat outside the street, tied to a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that coat? And they answered as Jesus told them, and the people let them go. And when they went to, uh, and then Uh, When they brought the coat to Jesus, they threw their cloaks over it. He sat on it, and many people spread cloaks on the road, while others spread branches that they cut in the fields. And those that went ahead of them and those that that followed shouted, Hosanna, blessed he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Today I want to minister on Hosanna in the highest. And in this passage of Scripture, we find the, the Lord uh, Jesus Christ days before his crucifixion. 
This is the beginning of the great Passover festival. All of the Roman Empire came for a week-long celebration in remembrance of the great exodus from Egypt. Remember Moses as he led the people out of Egypt? Amen. So this is a celebration of that deliverance, that celebration of that exodus. Amen. And so many in the crowd heard that, that, that or, or have seen that, that and heard before that Jesus show up. Somebody, he's going to show up. Okay. And, uh, and he didn't come on a horse, but he came uh, gentle and peaceful on a donkey, just like Zechariah uh, 9.9 had predicted. Now, verses 8 through 10 that I just read shows that there's something great going on right here. It's a very festive gathering of people. In John chapter 12, 12 to 13, it says this. The next day, the great crowd had come for the feast and heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. So they took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. So here we're seeing prophecy being unfolded. Prophecy from 100 years ago, amen, being fulfilled on this day here. Psalms 118, 25 to 26 says, O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Zechariah 9.9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See that your king comes to you righteous and having salvation, gentle in riding on a donkey. Amen. So we see here that prophecy is coming to life in this passage of Scripture. Come on, right here, amen, you see the very word of God being fulfilled. So we're here to understand it, say, and I'm here to tell you today that Jesus truly came to save. Can somebody say amen? You see, Jesus' purpose is to save you and I. See, Hosanna in the Hebrew and the Greek means save. Amen. So they were shouting praises of Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Matthew chapter 1, 21 says this. She will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. See, Jesus in the Greek comes from the word Joshua, which means the Lord saves. Come on, Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, 15, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Come on. We all qualify here, church. Come on. He came to save you, amen. He came to save us. He came to save us from our infirmities. He came to save us from our sickness. He came to save us from the bondage of sin, amen. He came to set the alcoholic free. He came to save the drug addict free, amen. He came to heal the brokenhearted, amen. Set the captive free. He came to open the eyes of the blind church. Come on. I can tell you one. I was once blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. Come on. He came to set us free. Isaiah 53, 4 says, surely he took up our infirmities and he carried our sorrows. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, by his stripes we are healed. We're healed, church. Luke chapter 4, 18 to 19, and the New King James says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. Because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty uh, to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord. This is what Jesus Christ came to do for you and I. See, Jesus here, in this passage of Scripture, uh, scripture in Luke, 
is quoting from Isaiah 61. In Isaiah 61, it's speaking of the deliverance of Israel from the exile in Babylon. It's a year of jubilee. You got to understand, the year of jubilee, amen, all debts were canceled. Come on, how many know that we need a year of jubilee here, amen, hallelujah? Come on, every seven years they canceled your debt. Anything that you owe was erased, hallelujah. Come on, how many need some erasing right now, amen? But here it is, a year of jubilee, all slaves were freed. Property was returned to its original owner. As you read Leviticus 25, it talks about all that. But when they were released from Babylon, church, listen, the scriptures that you understand, they still feel conquered and oppressed people. So Isaiah 61 must have been speaking of the one who would fulfill that, and we see it here with Jesus Christ. See, when Jesus spoke in Luke 4, he announced it boldly. The scriptures spoken that day was being fulfilled, amen. Jesus was, was proclaiming himself as the one bringing the good news, yet people still wouldn't understand it because he hasn't been crucified and hasn't been resurrected yet. We have to understand today, church, that Jesus came to save. Come on, this is part of history that we're reading here in the book, I mean, uh, in Mark right here, amen. Miracles have been taking place. Jesus is in his third year of ministry, and people are getting saved, amen. Uh, he's been performing miracle after miracle, amen. He's healing, uh, he's restoring the lives, he's casting out demons, amen. He's raising the dead. Come on, I mean, people are getting set free. Talk about a movement. Talk about revival, amen. Talk about a, a great move of God, amen. This is what's happening here. And so people are, are, re, are hearing that. People are, are recognizing that. So here they are waiting and say, man, is he going to show up today? Is he going to show up on this, this uh, Passover week, amen? And there's stories out, yeah, the, he's going to show up, amen. So the news is out there because people are getting saved. If you look at Luke chapter 4. 38 to 43, it says this, Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law had suffered from a high fever. And they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She, once, she got up at once and began to wait on them. At sunset, people brought to Jesus all who had these kinds of diseases, and laying his hands on each one of them, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, you're the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. See, the word is out that Jesus saves here. The word is out that he's healing people. The word is out that he came to set the captive free. In John chapter 9, verses 1 through 34, and I'm not going to read all that, but it talks about a story of a, a man born blind. And his disciples asked Jesus, who sinned, Jesus? Who, who sinned, this man, his parents? They were asking Jesus, why is this man born blind? And Jesus says, none of that. He was born for a purpose so that the power of God might be displayed in his life. Come on, I'm here to let you know, church, that God wants to use your life. I don't care how broken he is. Come on, he has a purpose. He has a destiny all for his glory. Can somebody say Amen. Come on, he's saving an alcoholic like me, church. Uh, come on, uh, not to, to display his glory, church. It goes on to say that Jesus spits on the ground and he makes mud out of it. And he rubs it into the man, the blind man's eyes. And for the first time in his life, he began to see. 
Look what it says in John chapter 9, 31 to 33. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to godly men who do his will. Nobody, say nobody. Nobody has heard the opening of eyes of a man born blind. If this man was not from God, he could do nothing. They recognize and say, you know what, this guy, this guy's from, there's something special about this man. No one can do that. No one has even heard of someone born blind, eyes open. Uh, you know, maybe those that maybe uh, weren't blind and got blind during the course of life and opened their eyes. Most things they've heard, but from a man being born blind, it, it says, man, this is impossible. This guy, this be God. See, as we go back to the celebration in, in our text in Mark 11, come on, we see something, something's going on here. I mean, there's shouts of joys that are being echoed through the town. The crowd, amen, has come to see Jesus, amen, uh, the one who opens the blinded eyes, uh, the one who raises the dead, uh, the one who casts out demons, uh, the one who sets the captive free, amen, uh, the one who saves. And he comes in uh, riding on a donkey. And here it is, a great celebration. Uh, and what the scripture says, uh, you know what, uh, some of them went out in the fields and they started uh, cutting out branches, amen, started to celebrate and singing that. And they started just singing, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. Even people started taking off their shirts. Clothes were coming off their backs. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's wild. They never seen anything like that. I mean, uh, people are just going crazy. I don't have a palm branch. Well, take off your shirt. Throw something. Amen. Uh, and they're celebrating the Lord as he's riding in on a donkey. And they're waving the branches and they're shouting, amen, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I'm here to let you know it was a good day in Jerusalem that day. I mean, it was a great, great celebration. I mean, you can smell the carne asada. You can smell the barbecue, man, the vendors, amen, tacos are being for sold, amen, burritos. I mean, I mean, it's a great celebration going on here. Music is playing, worship bands, I mean, I mean, it's a great celebration. Then, then they all come together in unity. And with one voice, you hear, Hosanna, 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 blessed he who comes in the name of the Lord, amen. It's echoed. Because they're all in one mind, in one accord. It seemed like the whole city came together for that one day. You see, church, it's easy to celebrate when everything's going well. See, it's easy to celebrate when there's a party going on. It's easy to celebrate and come to church when everyone's happy. Come on, it's easy to come when mama's happy, amen. How many? I mean, oh, if mama's happy, everything's okay, amen. Uh, come on, uh, it seems to be okay when everybody's happy, when everyone's flowing uh, divinely, amen. Uh, it's easy to sing when you just got paid, amen. Uh, when you just got healed, uh, you got blessed, amen. Uh, you got delivered, amen. Uh, it's easy to praise God when you just got a raise on the job, amen. Uh, or God answers a prayer, amen. Uh, come on, it's easy to shout, thank you, Jesus, Hosanna. When everything's going well. How about when everything's not okay though? Will you still sing? Come on, are you going to consider to sing in your storm, in your battle, in your trial? See, the people that were singing this day, 
stopped. The same people at the celebration that were singing Hosanna, 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 Hosanna in the highest stopped. These same people that were throwing the palm branches and throwing their clothes on the road, amen, singing blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, stopped. A few days later, they'd be singing something else and shouting not Jesus but Barabbas. These same people who were singing Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, a few days later will be shouting, crucify, crucify, crucify. It's the same people, church. Isn't it typical for Christians today that when everything is flowing, everything is good, we have no problem singing, we have no problem shouting, we have no problem giving, coming to church, but when things are not good and life throws you a curveball, well... It's a different story. Come on. When the storm rises in your life, amen, when you're face-to-face with a situation, uh, when Jesus is not healing your sickness, come on, when, you're, when God's not moving in your marriage, amen, uh, come on, when your finances are, are all messed up, when you feel all alone, amen, uh, you become selfish in your own ways, uh, you start to complain that you don't have this and you don't have that. It's a different story. No one's singing no more. You don't even want to come to church. Come on now. Man, he's been good on Sunday. Monday rolls around. Blues, things are hitting you, man. You don't want to come to church on Wednesday. We don't want to come next week, amen, because you know what? I'm not feeling it. I mean, coming to church is not because you feel like it. It's because you want to. There's time I don't feel like preaching right now. (laughs) But I'm here. (laughs) Come on, it's not my life, amen. And once I start to get into his presence, let me tell you, everything seems okay now. You know, I'm glad I came. I'm glad you came, amen. I'm glad you made it and you pushed past whatever storm you're facing and say, you know what, I'm going to go to church anyway. I don't feel like it. I don't want to lift my hands. But I want to get in the presence of God because he's a good God, amen. He's a faithful God, amen. And I'm going to show that I appreciate everything that he's done. You have to understand, church, that he died for that storm. Come on, he laid down his life for your situation. He died that you can change your selfish ways. He made a way, church, when there was no way. And I don't forget that, church. I may be having a bad day and singing some blues, but let me tell you, I start to reflect back. God, you're good. I may be going through something right now. You're not answering it, but you're God, amen. You can do whatever you want. I'll keep serving you, amen. I'm not here just to get blessings, amen. I'm here because you laid down your life. I'm here because you, you shed your blood for me. I'm here because, you know what, I'm set free. I was on my way to hell, amen, and you came and saved my life. And I will serve you in my storm. And I will worship you in my situation because he's worthy. Come on, don't put Jesus back on the cross, church. Not moving your life, we seem to crucify him. Where are you? Worship him because he's still alive, church. See, the people in our text were excited. You can see, man, there's a festival going on. People are shouting. Man, that's, that's cool, man, shouting your name. Imagine walking in, man, and everyone's just shouting, yeah, art, art. I mean, what a... That's kind of cool, amen, when everybody likes you. 
Come on, everybody's just shouting your name. Everybody say, man, you're a cool dude, man. Woo! Man, hopefully you don't throw T-shirts at me or something, man. But that'd be cool, amen. I mean, this is what's going on here. I mean, this is a big festival. I mean, no one's sad. Everybody's in one mind and one accord. Everybody's celebrating this great Passover. They're reflecting back hundreds of years when, they, when the people got released from, 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 from uh, Egypt, amen. They're remembering the great exodus and they're remembering their founding fathers, amen, uh, that lead the way, their ancestors, amen, Moses, everything. This is a week celebration here, church. They praised God and they sang and recognized uh, that Jesus was fulfilling prophecy that day. Prophecy from Zechariah 9.9. Prophecy from Psalms 18.26. 2 Samuel 7.11-14 talks about the one that's going to come and establish the house of God. We, they're seeing it fulfilled here. This is the guy that we've been waiting for. This is the Messiah. At that one time, that one moment, that one day, church, they believed. The crowd saw correctly that Jesus was a fulfillment of all these prophecies. They didn't understand, listen, where Jesus' kingship will lead him. That same crowd that cried out and shouted out, that day cried out and shouted out crucified when Jesus stood on trial only a few days later. Just like those who witnessed Jesus' victory parade that day in Jerusalem. See, we too have expectations of what we think God should do to make our life better. Come on, make it safer. Make it more enjoyable. But like those excited spectators that day, church, we can't wait to see our suffering stop. Injustice get it corrected. Prosperity hit our lives. Amen. We can't wait for Jesus to do his miracles in our lives. But just like the people that day in Jerusalem, we have much to learn about Jesus' death and his resurrection. See, we must not let our personal desires get all caught up in the celebration and the singing, or we're going to miss the true meaning, listen, of true discipleship. See, in our excitement and celebration, we must remember that following Jesus involves hardships. Come on, somebody. Suffering, battles, and storms. Come on, listen, even death. It's not always going to be a party serving the Lord. But we're not here for the party, church. We're here for whatever it is, whatever comes. There's going to be good times. But let me tell you, it's just like a marriage, man. It's going to be rocking at times. But, God, I'm, I'm still going to be rocking with you. Amen. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what comes my way. Come on. you got to understand that you choose his way, you're going you're gonna to face what he faced. If he gone through that, we're going to go through it too, church. The question is, will you keep praising no matter what hits your life? See, Matthew 10, 20, uh, 34 says this. This is out of the Message Bible. And it says this, don't think, this is Jesus speaking to us. Don't think I've come to make your life cozy. I've come to cut and cut through those cozy domestic arrangements and free you for God. Come on, he didn't come to, to massage you. He didn't come to make life easy for you. He came to save you, church. Come on, uh, come on, you got to understand that, amen. Uh, he's not here to make it easy. Uh, and come on, uh, and that you skip happily ever after. No, no, he says, no, you're going to choose me, but you're going to go through some hell. 
There's going to be some battles. The devil, man, he is mad, and he's going to send all his demons after you. You're going to go through things, man, but you got to understand, be a good cheer. I've overcome this world, amen. And you stick with with me, amen. I'll walk with you through that valley. I'll walk through through whatever situation you're facing, amen. I'll be here when, when you're going through that sickness, amen, because I am the God that heals, amen. you got to continue to trust me and believe in me. you got to build our faith. Somebody say faith. I don't know about you, but I'm going to sing no matter what I face. I'm going to praise God in the midst of my troubles. I'm still going to praise God in the the good times and the bad times. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 12, uh, 10, it says this. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in my insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. Church, we have to understand what it means through all this. And for some of us as Christians, we seem to forget what God did for us. I don't know about you, but I was reminded in our conference when they had the opportunity of ministering there. I was reminded of a, of, a, of a drunk man who was about to lose his wife, lose all, his, all that he had. I mean, he was at a crossroad in his life, and he was broken. And he was, you know, and, 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 and I was reminded that that was me. I was at the church where I got saved, and I was looking out in the balcony, and, and as I'm preaching the, the word, and I had a the honor of ministering at our, at our fellowship, amen, in front of my fellowship at a conference. And I'm looking at the balcony as I'm, and I'm seeing that old, that, that man, 23 years ago. Broken and messed up and I can see him battling over a decision of changing his life. And I can see his wife right next to him, my wife. Broken and wondering, is this guy going to do it? And I can see her dropping her head as I seen Clearly, I remember it so clearly when I, when I didn't raise my hand and my wife fell with disappointment in her head. I said, this guy's not going to get saved. This guy don't mean it. And I remember that hand going up. And I see my hand going up in there. And I was like, yes. I was tired, church. I was about to lose everything. My life, my home, my family. I mean, my kids will always be my kids. But I was going to lose that part of being there because of selfish desires and selfish ways of me. And I look at a wife that dropped her head and says, man, she prayed for 10 long years for this guy to get it right. And God brings me to this crossroad, gives me opportunity after opportunity to get right. And and he says, I can heal this, son. (laughs) I can put this back together. See, my battle, my battle, you got to understand why, why I was raising my hand because I thought I couldn't do it. I thought, man, I'm too broken. I'm, 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 I'm too caught up, amen. I, I, there's no way I can break this alcohol thing in my life. I thought, man, I, God, I don't want to raise my hand and then, and then next tomorrow I blow it again. I don't want to be that person, God. I, you know, and then the devil's lying. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do this. And so I'm thinking, no, no, but... Something inside of me, when I saw my wife, you know what? I came there for Jesus. 
I told her, man, if I'm getting saved, I want to go back to our church when I first got saved and let go. Amen. I want to go back to there, back to my roots, amen, because there's something special there. I went looking for Jesus, and he found me. And he told me, I'm going to put your life together, son. The things that you're battling with your mind, you're focusing too much on defeat, and I'm here to give you victory. I died for all that. And I started to remember all the miracles that he did on this, on this Palm Sunday that we're celebrating. I, you know, they're celebrating a king. They're celebrating someone that came to fulfill prophecy. This is something they've been waiting for. And for this one day, one moment, they believed. They believed, amen. They believed. They saw it. They read the word. They, they wrote out their scrolls, amen, of Isaiah. He, this must be the person they're talking about. Here he is, amen. He's right here. He said he'd come gentle on a donkey. Here he is coming in. Just like the scripture said, hundreds of years spoken before. It's beef. I mean, they're seeing it. And man, and for that moment, they got excited. But a few days later, they didn't want to follow it. Even his own disciple denies him. I mean, fear grips people. Okay, you're going to be a Christian? Then you might have to go through some suffering. You may even have to die for your faith. Are you willing to? And some of us were like, well, oh, oh, I didn't. Pastor didn't say about death. <laughs> he didn't talk about this stuff. He said, man, I, you know, he's going to heal me. Yeah, he's going to heal you, but you're going to have to go through some battles. It's not going to be a skip in the park, amen. You think the devil's just going to roll over and die? Go, oh, I lost him. <laughs> no, the devil's mad at you. The devil doesn't like what you just did, amen. And so he's coming out full force. After you, amen. You know, you got to understand the battle's on. This is the real war. This is the real battle, amen. Real men of God serve God through the storm and battle. Real women stick it out, amen. Come on, this is what God does. My God walked with, with my wife for 10 years saying, I got this, I got this, I'll save this boy. You got to just keep trusting me, keep trusting me. Man, there was times I didn't know that she said, man, forget it. I know I would have done it. All of us would have done that. But something inside, she, she remembered. Jesus came to save. Jesus came to save. He's going to save this knucklehead here. He's going to save you. You were a knucklehead. You were a knucklehead. Well, don't call me a knucklehead. Shut up. You were a knucklehead. We were all knuckleheads. My wife was just saying, man, her mom started praying for her and jacking up her life. Let me tell you, when you get a hold of God and you leave God, you're jacked. You can't leave God. You're messed up. But thank God he's married to the backslider, amen, hallelujah. Thank God that he goes after, after the one, amen. He leaves at 99. He goes out looking for you in your neighborhood, in your trash can, in your mess. He says, what are you doing here? I didn't save you for this. Get back to my house. Come on, he went looking for each one of us. Ten years looking for me. I still say, I'm not ready. He loved me, but at the same time, he lets you go. He doesn't force you to serve him. He gives us free will. 
That's the God that we serve. He wants you to serve him because you want to serve him. Not because, you know, I want to get out of hell. I don't want to go to hell, you know. And that's a good intention to start serving God, but hopefully you're not serving God just for that. Amen. <laughs> you got your hell, get out of hell card? Yeah, I got it right here. <laughs> got mine right now. Let me tell you, church doesn't save you, church. <laughs> Even giving your tithes don't save you. <laughs> the Bible says many in that day will say, God, didn't I prophesy? God, didn't I do this? God, didn't I run a, a Bible study? God, didn't I do this? Didn't God, wasn't I on the worship team? God, I was part of the media team. God, I, God, I played the bass the best, amen. I, I did all this stuff, hallelujah. Come on, God, didn't I do that? And he's going to say, away from me for I never knew you. Your lips praise me, but your heart far away. You were just playing the show. I'm sorry I'm using the bass player. Okay, I'll be the drummer. We're not here for show, guys. We're here because he saved us. He did a miracle in my life. He's done a miracle in your life, church. This is what this is all about. This is a celebration, not just for this day, but forever, church. Come on. We can't just celebrate for a day, amen, because the storm is coming, amen. The battles are on its way, amen. But the thing is, your relationship with Christ is what's going to sustain you in the storm, what's going to sustain you in the battle, what's going to sustain you when you're going through a sickness, amen. It's going to sustain you when you get a bad report from the doctor, amen. It's going to sustain you when you're... Your life seems to be falling apart, amen, that you can call out on God and get on your knees and say, God, I need a dose of the Holy Ghost. God, I need you to come in. I'm hanging in. It don't feel good, Lord, but I'm not going to let go because you've been so good to me. It's been good. See, when you start to cry out like that, church, everything starts to line up to God's will. Come on, all the things that you want and you think you need, you realize, I really don't need that. I really don't want that. I'm, I'm happy what I got. Be happy for your situations, church, and pray God to change them. You know, we can't just come to church and get saved. You know what? It seems not to be working out right here with my spouse, so can I pray for a new one now? This one's not changing. I want a righteous spouse, a holy spouse, and look at my prize. Hallelujah. No, you pray for that prize. She prayed for this prize. How was that? As I said many times, look what the Lord has done. <laughs> God is good. But it takes all of us. Took my praying wife, and not, then once I did that, it took the Lord, a relationship with him, and then it took discipleship. See, Jesus was walking with his disciples, and he was telling them, this is going to happen, guys. Even Peter, what did Peter say? Man, I'll go, I'm a, I'll go with you. They're going to kill you. They're going to have to go through me. They're going to have to kill me first. Really, Peter? Yeah, Lord. And I, I, I really believe that he meant that. Peter was crazy. When they arrested him, who was the first one to throw blows? Peter brought out a sword. Come 
Dale, what's up? Leave my Lord alone. Cuts off the ear, amen. And he says, you, you, you can't be doing that, dude. What's wrong with you? Picks up the ear and check it out. Heals that dude, man. Instant healing right there. Puts the ear back in place, amen. Because he was God Almighty, amen. Peter was down. He loved the Lord, amen. But he really didn't understand the suffering part of it. That's why he says, you know what, I'll die for you. Uh, no way you're going to die. I'll die with you, amen. They can take me first. And he says, Peter, man, at the end of this night, you're going to deny me three times. So you really need to understand what you're talking about. Because following me is going to cost your life. You know, eventually it costed his life. He was crucified. He was crucified and gave God so much honor. He says, don't crucify me like this. Crucify me upside down. I don't want to be crucified like my Lord did. I don't deserve that. There was honor. There was love. See, God does miracles in our lives, changes our mistakes, and then uses us for his glory. Just like when he healed that man that was born blind. Just like he did with Peter and reinstates him and brings him back into the kingdom kingdom and say, go ahead. You, need, you, you do your thing, boy. Go preach. Peter's the first one that got up at the, at the day of Pentecost and preaches a message where 3,000 people get saved. Peter was a man that was so anointed that the Bible says that his shadow healed people. I mean, that's, that's, that's some anointing there. That's some power. That's, 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 a, that's a close relationship with the Lord. He says, you go, you'll do he said that you would do greater things than I've done. Church, when you walk for Christ, let's not be the people like it is that, that, that day in Jerusalem that celebrated. Let's not be the person, the, that Sunday Christian. Come on. Come on, you come and clap your hands, amen. Woo, praise the Lord, amen. Sunday, Monday rolls around, you're the devil. Don't look at me all strange. Let me tell you, every Monday, every Monday I feel like quitting as a pastor, amen. Then I get saved on Tuesday again. <laughs> and I'm back here on Wednesday at it again. It's hard work. I got to cry out to God, give me some strength for another week, man. But he does it. We're, we're 17 years strong going here, guys. God is good. Church, let's not, not be those spectators that just flow because everybody's excited. We get all excited and then Sunday rolls around and we don't even talk about Jesus to nobody. We're not, we, we don't, we're not even inviting no one to church. We're not doing nothing. It's just a, I don't know how we can live like that, church. Hold on to the truth and know that, man, he says, you're going you're gonna to suffer for my name's sake. You're going to go through some things, but let me tell you, I'll, I'll be there. You'll get through this. You'll come out stronger. I, believe me, trust me, it's, it's not going to feel like it. But let me tell you, you'll be strong and you will be mighty. Let's not be like those people that forget. And then we start shouting out, crucify or forget church. I don't forget all this stuff, man. You know what? I prayed. I prayed. And, you know, it hasn't changed in an hour. <laughs> what the heck's going on? Well, some of us are like that. Okay, I'm going to give you one hour and see if you do this. 
man, not even a week, not even a year, just one hour, and that's all we give them. I'm here to let you know, church, it's all worth it. It is all worth it. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. I'm going to close the day. I'm going to have the worship team come up. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, today you get a bonus. Go enjoy your Palm Sunday, man. We got Friday. Good Friday, we want you to come on back, amen. Come back on Wednesday, testimony night, amen. We want you to come and testify, amen, what God has done. Sunday, amen, we're going to celebrate the risen King, amen. We want you to come on back, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. Listen, we're, we're here to celebrate and we're here reminded of all the miracles God has done in our